It's Sunday, the first day of a brand new week. For those of you on the Gregorian calendar, which which is where I am, I guess that's my whole audience is the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, it's Sunday, um, March 7, 2021, and it's good to be podcasting with you. I'm Rich Grimshaw, your host, where each and every day of the week I engage in environmentally friendly, ethically sourced, and always somewhat sustainable conversation based upon stuff that I read and questions that I answer. If you're looking to solve the world's problems or become truly enlightened, (laughs) you're at the wrong place. I'm sorry. That's not what we do here. But however you ended up here, thanks. And I hope that you'll stick around because we've got a little bit to say. Yesterday, we talked about Matthew Dix. And I want to continue with, with Matthew because, as I said before, he is a fascinating person. And one of the things that I learned from him is something that he calls homework for life, which, to his great credit, he trademarked. He's a smart, smart dude. He trademarked the term homework for life. It's great. So what is it? Well, there's a very long explanation, and he goes into great detail in, in his book, Storyworthy, which is where I found out, uh, found his method. Uh, and let me see that I, if I can... Uh, distill this to something brief that will fit into a few minutes. He is a school teacher, and here we we go. Um, He's also a storyteller, and he says, as I said, there was a point at which I realized that I need to start finding more stories to tell. I couldn't wait for the next time my heart stopped beating or the next time I was arrested for a crime I didn't commit. I needed to find these little moments. I needed to hunt them down. My goal was to identify the small stories that existed in my life already. I've been a school teacher for almost 20 years. He teaches elementary grades. So it was only natural that I assign myself homework. Yeah, right. That's what teachers do. I assigned myself homework for life. This is what I did. I decided that at the end of every day, there's his everyday regiment again. He's very disciplined. I'd reflect upon my day and ask myself one simple question. If I had to tell a story from today, a five-minute story on stage about something that took place over the course of this day, what would it be? As benign and boring and inconsequential as it might seem, what was the most story-worthy moment from my day? I decided not to write the entire story down because to do so would just take way too much time. And as desperate as I was for stories, even I wouldn't be able to commit to writing a full story every day. Good, he he recognizes his limitations, especially if it wasn't all that compelling. Instead, I would write a snippet, a sentence or two that captured the moment from the day, just enough for me to remember the moment and recall it clearly on a later date. I also allowed myself to record any meaningful memories that came to mind over the course of the day. So it it didn't have to happen that day, but maybe he recalled a memory that day. All right, that's all the explaining I want to do. I just want to say that I I have tried this. I'm now on my third round, and I'm on like day... Wait a minute. I have a spreadsheet here, homework for life. I'm on day what for this third round? Day number 28. You know, I, I, I tried two years ago and one year ago and now again, 
the I, I love the exercise. I truly do, but I just didn't have the discipline to do it every day. But now that I'm doing a podcast every day and recording every day, I can do the same, both of them at the same time. So that works for me. I found that not only did I look at the the events of the day differently by getting into this habit, but for some reason that also prompted memories of things that have happened in the past, things that had some meaning to me that maybe I didn't realize at the time, but now with hindsight and lots of years of experience under my belt, which holds up my belly, it just it's different. It's a worthwhile exercise. It's good. It's it's enlightening. It helps. So I'm going to continue doing it. And maybe from continuing to do it, I'll be able to mine some nuggets of stories and I can turn my efforts to telling stories based upon those observations rather than reading from other people. That, that could be the way this goes. One never knows. So once again, Matthew Dix, his book, Storyworthy, and his exercise called Homework for Life, which is trademarked. So don't, don't go out there and say you invented it because you didn't. Matthew Dix did. All right, let's take a question and then we'll be done. This is from 350 Pretty Good Questions to Ask. We're on question number 91. What songs hit you with a wave of nostalgia every time you hear them? Oh, gosh, there are a lot of them. Generally, anything uh, top 40 from maybe the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, when the 70s ended and we got into the 80s and 90s and so forth, I, popular music just it was not for me. I... Too old to move on, okay? So, uh, 60s and 70s is is the sweet spot. Not so much the 50s. Uh, Some of the big band stuff from the 30s and 40s can can kind of hit me with nostalgia, but not just, nothing like the 60s and 70s. You know, when you're young and driving around in the car, listen to AM radio. That's all we had then. Uh, some of the bands that come to mind are the Allman Brothers. You know, if, if I hear an Allman Brothers tune, I'm, I'm a college student again. Listen, because that was played a lot in Atlanta in the early 70s. I can't, uh, I can't watch the uh, Woodstock movie without getting nostalgic. Richie Havens, uh, The Who, The Moody Blues, Marshall Tucker Band, Blood, Sweat and Tears, Chicago. Uh, Chicago, Chicago. There is a Russian band. Um... I wouldn't call them, well, they are a band, but a group of professional musicians in Russia. And the leader is Igor, but don't ask me his name. He loves Chicago, and he has transcribed, painstakingly transcribed all the instrumentation for his favorite Chicago songs. And on YouTube, they, they present this group of musicians playing these songs. And... Aside for the accents from some of the singers, you would never know the difference. It sounds just like the records I have of the Chicago Transit Authority. Truly remarkable. And I I love watching them because there's a certain energy in that music, especially in the horn section. And to see that energy in a video is just remarkable. Uh, I love it. I love it. So check it out. I'm going to look up that channel and I'll share it with you tomorrow because I don't know that I can find it right now. I'm Rich Grimshaw and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.